Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Nugget Junction. My name is Cranston. I am your host. This is going to be a very interesting storytelling type of podcast. And um, as you view on for the viewers and listen on for those who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, you will, you will agree with me later on that it will be well worth your listenership. Um, we have a very interesting guest with us, and we are going to take a short road trip through his life. Here at Nugget Junction, the main point of the podcast is so that we could hear some interesting life and times type of stories for our invited guests. And um, they are high achievers in their own right, just like my hostess who's seated next to me today. That's it. High achievers. Pop high the achieving, cola, pop eh? the cola, yes. I mean, anyone who puts on a fend is probably <laughs> achieving something. <laughs> I must do, you know. I'm Linda Mitheo. Welcome to another episode of Nugget Junction. As Crankston did mention, today we have a very special guest. He is in this industry that we're sitting at exactly. today. Exactly, multimedia industry. Way. Multimedia, production and so on. And I think the best, descri- uh, best uh, description would be, is it documentary? He's in yeah. docos, if I can put it that we, way. We're busy speaking about this person in third person, like he's not sitting on the couch <laughs> today. <laughs> Elmi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you guys for Good having me. You. Thank you. Um, the last time I saw you, it was at a book launch last year, I think, yes. for um, a Davis Chivalier, yeah, yeah. exactly, and his, his co-authors. Uh, he's an amazing uh, accredit to our community to have him and share with him some of his achievement in the community. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. He is. Luckily for me, he's one of my business partners as well. Awesome. In, um, in a language learning yeah. Um, online platform, yeah. which you had approached us several, I think, weeks and weeks ago exactly. about um, a yeah. storytelling idea. Yeah, exactly. I was on that Zoom call. Oh, was you? Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, we um, tra- I was muted. Yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> were you uh-huh. in a reason why you were muted? or <laughs> um, I was in a noisy place. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah. then um, I had said, that, oh, yeah, I do know Elmi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so you, you the, what you had brought to the table was very interesting. Yeah, I guess I guess when uh, when I was approached to ha- to take part at that Zoom is uh, yeah. I was just telling them about some other potential languages that we could add to yeah. uh, to the to the discussion. Yeah. Um, for the for the benefit of the viewers and listeners, the 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 platform we're talking about is called African Language Academy, and it it it's basically a language learning platform where we teach African languages to diaspora. Um, children as the primary target. Nice. However, it's open to partners yeah. and so on who might want to learn a new language. And anyone else, of course, if you would like to... Because I've always wanted to learn Swahili at some point. Well, how come you haven't approached me? Well, because I have the whole school, so I thought... So you already got somebody teaching Swahili? Yeah, I'll just get high on my own supply. We can discuss Lingala. Yeah, yeah exactly. We can do, I don't know, tribal languages? Is that a thing? Where are you from again? Like, um, which part of Congo Brazzaville is it? No, 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 Kinshasa. We've gone through this. Right, that's, I, I've self-censored myself. I think self-censor yourself. <laughs> and let's focus on our guest today. <laughs> well, um, Elmi, for those who do not know you, Crankston mentioned that he does know yeah. you. I myself have never met you. This is the first time we're meeting today. And we got into chatting as, as, as to who you are and can you let us know how you got here? And again, when we say how did you get here, we're not meaning this couch, yeah. but how did you get here to be who you are professionally? Well, uh, my name is Abdurrahim Elmi, so a lot of people do know me as AKA Elmi. AKA, it's much like easier it. to pronounce it, but uh, probably all my family who knows me to call me my full name, Abdurrahim. Nice. Uh, I'm originally from Somalia. Nice. Um, 
moved to UK when I was quite a young boy at the age of 14, 15 years old. And uh, my journey started there. I've, uh, I struggled uh, when I moved to UK as a young boy. Obviously, I didn't speak the language. Right. I struggled with accommodation. Mm. So I lived most of my teen, teenage years in the street in London. Oh, so what? Uh, part of La- East London or the, the well, I lived in uh, Central London when I was Central quite a young boy. Yeah. So uh, and then, so yeah, it's um, I found it very hard for me to some uh, to to find accommodation there. So I slept in various locations under tunnels oh, wow. for uh, for uh, a good two years of my life in the street. Wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and uh, it took uh, and I used to sleep in one of the tunnels in. in King's Cross in, in central London there and in Bond Street there and uh, and uh, one day um, an Egyptian guy saw me sleeping in in one of the tunnels there and he me and some other young kids he said to them listen if you guys come and clean my youth center that I have in Hackney which is like north northwest London he said I will give you guys a space to sleep there and nice. we couldn't believe it somebody who could actually give us a space For there sure. yeah, like and um, from that day, I saw the work that he was doing, and it just captivated me. Wow. I, s- I saw the way he was working with the young kids, and and uh, I said, you know, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, oh, I wow. yeah, and uh, I'm still, you. yeah, I'm it still doing it. Uh, it left a big mark on my life, saying, you know, if if he is in that age, could help young kids. Yeah. Who am I? And uh, and he was my uh, my idol, the person I looked up to. He he passed away just over uh, fifteen years ago, oh but wow. he left he left a massive mark in my and it shaped the person that you see right here. So exactly, yeah. And this is the reason for this platform. Yeah, yeah. We do try to put Africans uh, within the diaspora. Yeah. You know, in a, in a platform where they can showcase yeah. their experiences because yeah. you never know who's watching out there. Yeah. That may be moved by yeah. such stories yeah. and also want to reach out and help other people. Definitely. And I work with um, extremely like, vulnerable young uh, young boys who, who do refer to us because through the work we do and every part of my journey I could see on them. You know, being wow. a vulnerable being and uh, not having mm. the voice to, uh, you know, to talk and to get just to get inspiration. And, you know, we've, uh, community work is, uh, like a lot of people do know, it. there's no ego in it, there's no money in it. Exactly. It's just you it's do it for the, for the, for the heart of it. And, uh, so yeah, so uh, and that's really why I created Roots TV uh, when I came here to Australia. Before we get to Roots TV, um, let's it is a road trip. So right <laughs> now you've, you've, that, you've oh, just get the car <laughs> and you've let's taken the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. fly back. Sorry, I just took the express one. Exactly, you, you took the express. <laughs> but so in that, yeah, here you are, um, sort of inspired. Fast forward a few months or years into that inspiration, um, how did you? How did you did you come straight to Australia from there or? Well, no, actually, I lived I lived in UK. I've only moved to Australia in 2012, actually. Oh okay, wow! Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, most of my life, I was in I was in UK. Mm. So how did you become homeless if you had moved from Somaliland to the UK? I, I'm assuming you moved with your family. No, I was by myself. How did you come about just as a young boy, just getting up and going? Just getting the visa to come to Africa was to to, uh, to come to Europe was a big big task. Definitely. And my my uh, my mom told me your uh, your uncle lives in Cardiff, and I had no idea where was Cardiff until I arrived in Heathrow. Oh. And uh, yeah, uh, and I only had like so I don't know twenty dollars in me. And wow. the guy the guy at the migration told me, listen, that money doesn't even take you to, to London. Right. If you're, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, he said, listen, there's few places that we could give you a space there, and one of them was the Salvation Army. So my first day it was January. 
and it was snowing, I remember, and arrived at Salvation Army and they told me, listen, we don't have a space for you, wow. but you could sleep. At, you could speak, uh, so they provide for me a small uh, uh, cabinet outside. And right. So yeah, so that's my journey started there, uh, not sleeping in, 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 in places. and Sleeping I, rough. I was sleeping wow. rough. I could create a, a cardboard in five minutes uh, easily. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If that's what life throws at you. You yeah. just learn how to yeah. swim, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So from that background as a young boy, how did you go to school? How yes. did you develop your life thereafter? So the moment I moved into that youth center, uh, he he decided to you know to kind of like adopt me and be um, so he could be my mentor. So I stayed with his family. Nice. And um, so he was a young lad himself. No, I mean yeah, he, that time he was in his uh, thirties. Uh, the the married, guy, yeah, the the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So family. yeah, so yeah. he managed to find me a space. So I moved to a hotel. I remember and. But I was always under his uh, supervision also. And uh, until uh, he moved to Liverpool, I've done my GCSE over there. I moved to... You've uh, done your G? Yeah, so it's kind of like an A-level, similar to uh, year, t- year right. 12 here. Oh, right. Yeah, so um, I moved to Liverpool, done my uh, college there, and then just and I've done my degree in Liverpool University there. Um, Were you working what at did this you study? Yeah. Before we get to the work, what did you study? I've done marketing. Liverpool? Marketing? Yeah, oh, so cool. I got a bachelor's degree in marketing. Oh, and uh, Yeah. And yeah, so um, still benefit to me until now though. Yeah. So, but marketing right now is completely different than what I've done. Yeah, uh, from starting <laughs> as a young Oh my man. God, so yeah. different, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Then. yeah. Cool, so you graduated and then... Where and then um, I moved back to London um, and a year after that, I get married. Nice, found the love of your life. Yes, Amazing. yeah. Um, in, yeah, and then um, uh, got a job. Uh, with the BBC as a researcher. Oh, wow. And then kind of like everything just evolved in. I started. Which part of the BBC? Were you researching like BBC Africa? So we were doing uh, mainly, mainly, you, uh, mainly London London affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I was part of uh, doing uh, freelancing documentaries for various organizations also. But we the focus in London was mainly crimes in London. Uh, oh, wow. And we used to focus on crimes in North London, part of London. So yeah, so that kind of like really... Yeah, led me to different uh, direction to it. If I may ask, so during that time of your research or or when you're exposed to that Crimes of London thing, because when we watch Crimes of London, it would be on Stan TV or Netflix (laughs) or something, (laughs) and then there's like Sherlock Holmes, and then there's like a demon or something. What was like, in your opinion, one of the most grotesque research findings during that? So we've done a doco called um, uh, Bang Bang in the Manor. Mm-hmm. And that reflected the crime within, uh, sadly, black and black community uh, wow. crimes in and London. Uh, in London. Wow. And uh, we spoke with uh, families, mothers who become the victims of all of that. So the, our stories wasn't only reflecting on the impact, uh, the, the impact of crime, but in the different narratives. So we're talking about uh, loved ones and families. Uh, that time was really getting out of control, ten times worse than what we see here. Wow. Even we done a doco in uh, in Liverpool, um, in in a and in, in Manchester in a place called Mossside in Manchester. Right. So we used to do we used to go into different locations reflecting it, but yeah. So that was really I don't know. I hope I answer your questions, but this is kind of like really yeah, some we, of the which one was your if you were to remember if you were to think quickly think back which which research, research finding was like the most appalling for you. Um, so if you're saying those, you say you're dealing with 
with the, the second circle of the of the perpetrator. So you're not directly dealing with the perpetrator. You're dealing with the fallout. Fallout of and the uh, perpetrator. And also we, we focus on police brutality also. Mm-hmm. Um, lack of transparency between the police the, the in London and the way they're trying to build a relationship with the local African yeah. community. Uh, something that we're proud here in Australia to have, uh, the relationship yeah, here yeah, between co- the WA police and yeah. is amazing uh, comparing to where, where, where was London before. Yeah, so this kind of... Were you ever a victim of that? Oh, yeah. Brutality? Oh, no, necessarily police brutality, but I was a victim, obviously, of racism and, uh, you know, and then, you know, it's, it's, uh, I could tell you so many stories there, but it's... uh, well, we have time. <laughs> I'm sure we do. Yeah. You see, time. racism is not somebody just calling you your no, no, black no. bee and deeper. all of that. No, no, no. It it's, it's, it's more it sinister. It's the, exactly. the smug in the face. And I'm, I'm so linguistic on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So, it's interesting. For the record, for the viewers and listeners, I should say something. I, um, on the issue of racism, you haven't yet, by the way, answered my question. But on the issue of racism. Really? Okay. Yeah, the, the okay. question was, what what did you find that was so appalling for you during that research time? But you bef- mean the before types we get of there, crime, like yeah, murder, like one like of the different types of like crime. Which one was the one that stuck out to him? And yeah, said, how dare like that person do something like this? There was a story where um, a young boy from Somalia stabbed a y- another young boy from uh, uh, from uh, he was from Ethiopia also. And what really shook me is how young the two victims were. Yes. And how, and, and how brutal was the murder. Right. But also what really shook me is the lack of response from the African community to this kind of crimes. No revolt, yeah. You know, no they shift it under, under the table oh and mention it and that because everything it will lead to. Uh, so, so that really, I hope that answered the question because yes. that, that really, really resonates with me. And I, I felt that I need to address it openly. So we've done like an open community discussion. And I found that my community were reluctant even to, to talk about mm. this kind of issue do happen. The same thing with mental health within the African community. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. still, we found it very, the stigma. I think it's improved yeah. a lot. Mm. Yeah. But in my time, I remember when we addressed uh, the night, because quite new, it was something new. Yeah. So we tried to speak with the local imam in the mosque. Right. We tried to, to reach out to oh, the are elders. You, are you a Muslim? I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. So continue. Yeah. Yeah, the imam. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we spoke with the local imam. We spoke with the local to address that issue. Mm. And... Um, Still, the imam or elders don't have the um, resources or they the acknowledge. Yeah, you know the imam is, is busy. I mean, I still I engage with local priest here and and local imam here until now from the work we do. Yeah. And the expectation of the imam or the priest uh, is so huge here in the community because they, they do see him as a marriage counselor, youth workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, and and, they and they the poor guy just trying they to run. Yeah, okay. and the poor guy just trying to run his own uh, faith, faith, faith place. Yes, so exactly. expectation of the imam is is still high here, and because that's our reference. Yes, yeah. yes. Our if there's a reference. marriage conflict, we go to our local yeah. imam, and if there's mm. any issue, we go. To. I think religiosity is kind of designed that way. That there's mm. there's there's a beacon of what is good and what is right, yeah. and then you go to that one for reference. But in 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 saying that. I'll quickly go back to the statement I had mentioned about racism real mm. quick before we, we go on, before I hand it over to her. Um, yes, there, there are many faces of racism for sure. Um, and it's not necessarily a contrast of colors because you can also be racist against your own kind. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and that's another conversation for another day. But I have never, I agree with Lil Wayne, who's an R&B rapper, but I've never... Hip-hop, I think. ...actually experienced racism firsthand. Okay. Yes. And and I've been to several, you know, 
countries that have the opportunity to be racist. Exactly. Yeah. Have the propensity for racism. But directly in my face, in my here and now, I, I up to now, in over 17 years, have not. And I think this is what we I just mentioned earlier is racism is not somebody calling you. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 a yeah. it's just so yeah. different. You know, mm. maybe you don't experience it physically mm. uh, by calling you names, you know but it's faces, shapes, and sizes. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't. I haven't. I'll put it this way: I haven't sat down to myself and thought, "Oh my god, that was that was so racist of that person." Mm. In in any shape, manner, or form, whether obviously it's on the bus, the train, work, no, um, promotion, yeah. It hasn't faced you straight. It, I haven't yet. Straight on. Yeah, exactly. You would so have known otherwise. I b- now. Trust me, I believe I would have known. Can it. I chime in? Yes. Chime in. Yeah. The um, voice. Um, we talk about racism. There's an elder that says this. Racism is not a one-on-one thing. It's a group thing. It's a group that design a system to benefit that same group and exploit another group. Oh, spot on. I like that. Mm. Never heard sounds of like it savory. in that Wait, regard, that sounds like employment. But it makes a lot of... <laughs> sounds like yeah, what? so employment. actually what, what he's actually saying is this. Racism is across the board. Yes. It affects religion. Yes. It affects sex. Yes. We all know what is going on today. It affects law. Yes. It affects our social connection with each other. Of course. It affects every facet of life. So this is the group that you're, you're yeah. referring to. It's a group thing instilled on I one to another. Exactly. I just want to yeah. add one thing uh, to what you said about sure. racism is the nature of my work is I work with, a lot, like I said to you, a lot of young people and yes. mainly they're from the multicultural community. Yes. And one thing I keep telling them from the from the let go, but by the time they refer to us from the Department of um, uh, or the Child Protection, yeah. from the WA Police, don't use racism as a platform for your own uh, struggle. Use it to uplift you. Or make sure. How make about sh- just don't use racism at all? No, no. I mean, when when you confront racism, don't mm. it, don't say, "Oh, I can I couldn't get the job because of my color." Mm-hmm. Do you part? Yeah, exactly. We live in a country that give us so many opportunities. Exactly. That is that racism should not even come to there. Exactly. Does it exist? Yes, it does exist. I mean, yeah, that's it sure. does exist in our own community and yeah, exactly. your own community. Yeah. But don't use it. As a as a chip on your shoulder saying I, c- I couldn't do this for well, because well, of well, that. Well, Crankston did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I Crankston <laughs> did. He did let us know of a story of How when dare he you, went Crankston. on an interview, and he had to update his resume to reflect his Christian white name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was. If um, that's not an example of some somehow well, that's withholding racism, your blackness. Well, I didn't withhold my. So and you're saying me. you have experience. Okay, uh, but, but however, though, okay, for your nature. for your for your benefit, um, and for the listeners who haven't heard that episode, it was several episodes ago. Um, we were talking about, <laughs> um, when you come here as a diaspora person, and then say you apply for job, and then they call, say it's a shortlisting the names of the people who come to the next day, whether it's the interview or something. Um, what I was saying, or what what the, the general consensus was at on that conversation. Was that you are highly, you're, you're, there's a higher likelihood of you being called if you've got like English names than, you know, Omar Abdul, for example, rather yeah. than Joseph Mwansa, you know? Yeah. And then in, in, in that, to, to that effect, my, I, I, I used to use my previous name, which I dumped. I haven't dumped it, but I just <laughs> because you got the job, is it? It's in, it's in the under the rug I relegated somewhere. it, and then uh, um, so they used to call me on, and uh, once or twice someone would actually um, say that, oh my god, 
um, we thought you were Dutch or something because yeah. of the way oh, the names wow. are spelt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would have. We were joking. We were having some banter on 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 the podcast. That. But I it's amazing that you said uh, that I never experienced racism. Yeah, that was a very no, clear. I, yeah. I don't is, think so. Yeah. So okay, so when when someone says, brutally. "Oh my God, that person was racist against me," it's usually from a negative connotation. I mean, mm. it is not. Is it still racism? Yes. If yeah. I get. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm it a is black not dude and I get a better job. How is that racist? Yeah, but I've been there. I know I could relate to you. Mm. I played around with my resume. Yeah. My full name is Abraham Osmani Elmi. I remember I was applying yeah. for a job. I had no chance of getting a job back. I remember in the UK. So I changed my name into ha- Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> and within, within, a week, within a week, I received like two offers. Oh, the same dear. jobs. And just, just trial. Uh, I know yeah. because obviously I cannot turn up saying, hi guys, my name is Anthony and uh, you know, I need to... Pro-. But just to g- g- play the game along, uh, just mm. to see how far it goes. So what I'm saying is like... Uh, there's a certain consequences behind it, but I understand why you've done it. Yeah, um, but I haven't, I haven't, my main point is I haven't necessarily gone home and sat down with myself and felt exactly that so this thing, the system yeah. is working against me. No, 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 exactly. that's not what we're saying. So no, yeah. Th- yeah. That's the thing. I mean, that was just a light joke that I yeah. yeah, thought to bring up. Like yeah, yeah, but yeah, obviously yeah. The, the racism you're talking about was yeah. obviously more of a brutal nature, would you say? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, hate. I, I encountered hate. it physically. I was beaten up in the wow. street. Yeah. That's so what, I, what I've experienced, but again, you look at the person that right, right now, I could sit here and use all the excuses exactly. and to demise me, to destroy me, exactly. but I use it to uplift me. Exactly. Yeah. Amen mm. to that. Yeah. Well, so let's, yeah, go ahead. From go ahead. a young lad from Somaliland, moved to the UK, slept in the streets, picked yourself up, done a decent education, which got you into the film industry. Yeah. Would you say the position you were, um, the position you applied at the BBC as your first job or initial job or even who you are, because when you did start the program, you mentioned that you work with youth yeah. and you work with dis, um, yeah. troubled yeah. youth and you know people of the community. Do you think those two intertwined? So huge, definitely. Um I felt from a young age, I'm a storyteller. I don't know yes. why. I don't know how. Because you've got a story to tell. Yeah. And every time I used to sit down with the kids who were like my age and used to, I used to, my mom was a storyteller. Got, uh, you know, my mom passed away a couple of years ago. And one thing I, I regret, I regret is to use her voice or I was hoping to do a docker about her own journey. Right. And, uh, and maybe this is a shout out for, the, for, all, uh, for all our seniors in the community is to... If we lose a senior in our community, like we lose a village. You do. Yeah. And my mom was an amazing storyteller, and I wish I had the opportunity to to write a memoir about her. Mm. Uh, So, yeah. So, there was something about me uh, saying that, you know, Elma, you're a storyteller. And I came, Somalia in general is 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 well known for his poetry. Oh, a normal wow. with poetry, so yeah. we have a very no, uh, yeah, known. Very. Yeah, so oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah very poetic. Very poetic. Uh, Do we uh, have any authors you can throw out? There? Well, this Hadrawi, they call him the Shakespeare of Africa, who sadly passed away last year. Oh, and why, they, why do they have to call him the Shakespeare of Africa? Can't he be called his name of Africa? Well, you could talk to them, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, like I know. Where what, yeah. Going yeah, there. yeah, but I know where okay. you're going with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we could call him something it else, but yeah, I know it makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that comes honor. from lack of education, lack yes. of awareness. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. That's really me and hopefully I I love everywhere I see I wanna tell a story. 
And uh, so, so, so when you're telling stories, you're telling them through documentary, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, do you want to let us know about your documentary journey? Yeah. How you got that started? Well, you've obviously mentioned the BBC. So um, even back well, in, you given stories to to to, broadca- uh, to uh, produce. So yeah, so or I was a creator. So I was freelancer. One thing about documentary makers and film stories or producers are they're activists. You know, I'm yes. a, a I'm a from young age when I was a uni, I used to write, I used to film the rally against the British National Party, and I used to film them with my old camera, and nice. I used to just and as an activist, you just need to project the story for the audience to, and they make their own judgment. Uh, so. But yeah, from young age, for like uh, even from university, I, I developed that passion. So I've done some courses there. I've done uh, filmmaking uh, production uh, diploma. So I've graduated. I've done some local studies, all that. And BBC really gave me a platform to really to further my my skills. That's is that nice. is that how Roots TV came about? No, Roots TV came. So again, I would okay. take the conversation a bit yeah. back. Road trip. So let's go back to the car. You've, you've taken another <laughs> plane. Plane. Maybe he just likes plane. <laughs> so. It. Say, for example, you're here, you, you, you've kind of transitioned from your life in, in, in England. How did you get into Australia? And then quickly, let's get to the part where we get to Roots TV. Sure. Yeah. So um, in 2008, I mean, we've, uh, by that time, I was coming to the end of my, uh, my work with, uh, with the BBC. I've become a freelancer documentary maker doing various contracts with various uh, groups. And in 2011, uh, the family, we, there was a lot of issues happening personally. Um, I don't really go into it, but yeah. we decided really in 2011 to move to Australia. Actually, my wife was raised here in Australia. Mm. Oh. And I, yeah, actually, so yeah. So Maybe I know her. What's her name? Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll tell you after shout that. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give us some shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give the yeah. family a shout out. Yeah, I'll give them later on. Nice yeah, they know me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so in two th- actually, I came here in 95 and I get married. Oh, very nice. And then 95. I took my wife back to UK. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, in two thousand twelve. So, so initially, when you first came, yeah, your mission was to broadcasting, or were you just coming to hang out? <laughs> what when to ninety five? When you initially okay, came in, yeah, a year before, before that, yeah, a year before that, my wife came. That time wasn't my wife; she wasn't my wife. She came to London for a wedding, nice. And I said, "Man, this is gonna be my the person I'm gonna marry." And I nice. and she said, "I live in Perth." I said, "Where where the hell is Perth?" Nice. I had no idea where Perth was. I don't know. I never thought I'm going to move to Australia. I ne- I, I, I'm going to go to Australia. Nice. You know, but love's conquers all, I guess. Nice. So uh, the year after that, I decided to come to Perth, you know, do the traditional wedding, meet her fathers and everything. And uh, she Muslim as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm. okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we decided, uh, and she came with me to, to live with me in London since 95. Okay, no, this story is sounding way too familiar. You're going to tell me your wife's name. <laughs> okay, her name is Iman. How did I guess? How d- I knew how it. Did you even know that you oh guessed. God, hold on, hold on. You guys came to my yes. <laughs> oh my god! You came to Look my wedding. Life. You came to I'm my wedding. This story sounds way familiar. Iman and Iman. the sister Ayan and all the family. Are we allowed to? Uh, Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do a little private Yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, you came to with your sister. It's me. Classen, can you can no. you leave us alone now? Can I? I am taking a break right now. I think y'all can just. You cannot believe this. She danced in my wedding for God's sake! Oh, Come really? on. Can you even dance? Oh my God! I still oh, got the photo. Are you serious? That was me. When you said ninety-five, I'm like, hey, no, this sounds like my era. When you said <laughs> Nanda, and then she you picked her, you know, you yeah. came to marry her, and then you took her back. Yeah. 
I'm like, bang, I gotta know this lady. Ah, Iman, what's Iman. up, my girl? How you doing? Long time. Oh my god. This is such a small world, yeah. It is. So hang on. So you moved back to Perth when? Ah, uh, in 2012. Wow, that so was quite a long. Stay yeah. So we had three kids there. We had three kids there, and you know, all the kids now they're grown up. Oh wow! And Amazing. yeah, so we've um, yeah, 2012 and. If you could lean into your mic. Oh, amazing! Now <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. no, yeah, no, but this is this is <laughs> the family, for God's exactly, sake. Exactly, for sure. There's, there's a lot of history happening here. Okay, I can now tell. that's why I didn't recognize you. This whole name. Um, yeah, uh, my first yeah. name, uh, Elmi. No, yeah. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. Elmi? So he was being racist against the, the old people. Ah, you are being racist from. against your people. You don't want to take your people's name. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can call me Abdurrahim, <laughs> but Abdurrahim. I know. Yeah, say, I say, say it, say it, say it, Say it. Abdullahim. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. wow. That's so nice to see you. Huh? Is that correct? No, it's saying? not correct. Abdullahim. Uh, Abdullahim. Yeah, uh, it's Abdurrahim. Uh, you probably after a few drinks, you could say it. Uh, All right. Abdurrahim. Abdurrahim. When we Abdurrahim. Yeah, means the slave of the merciful. Abdurrahim. The slave of the merciful. Oh wow! Yeah, right. Rahim means merciful. Merciful. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you are merciful. It's oh, like thank they you. gave you the name. Yeah. Actually, my you uncle know? called me. Yeah, he said, you know, this. Uh, I can tell Abraham will be a very merciful. Wait, 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 oh but then Lord. you can't say he's merciful if he's changed his name. No. <laughs> no, no. So if he's Elmi, we need to determine. No, no, no. Elmi is my surname. Ah. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Elmi is my surname. See, they say right. they name you, and you become. Yeah. What your name. Yeah. What you've been called. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the line of work you do. Yeah. Are you, is that not a merciful yeah. type, of, type of duty you do? For sure. Community, yeah. helping community out the works. community and yeah. being, yeah. Tell us about that. being yeah. a community resource I in just your own way. This is really um, speechless, to be honest. I'm speechless. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Are you, blo- blo- are you having change? I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, yeah. I'm a fly on the wall. I love it. You all can continue catching up with your, your history. I am so taking your card before you leave. We will. We will. We will. Yeah. So... <laughs> I was just um, speaking to Elmi when we first started, before we started the podcast, and I was introducing myself because none of these gentlemen did. Uh, well, basically, a- element I of surprise. Yeah, basically. We, we like that. We would like to surprise you. No, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't want to come off rude either, you yeah, know, yeah. when I was up in the restaurant and so on and so forth. Yeah. But I did introduce myself and I let him know exactly. the amount of work that I was in compared to what I'm doing now, and yeah. he wasn't sure who I am still. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to, you know, pop that collar and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah CEO yeah. of the yeah. joint, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, nah, it it's so nice to see you again after no, you all too. those years. Yeah. Are you looking after my sister, eh? We have, uh. definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh, my yeah. God, Iman, she's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Mm. Currently, yeah, she's in Africa. Lady. Oh, she's in Africa. She's in Somaliland now, yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Everything so is going well with yeah, her? Yeah, our daughter just um, got married. Uh, you serious now? you got children getting married? Yeah, I've got... I've got, it was just them getting I've got, married the other yeah, day. Yeah, I've Where got. Time go? I've got 19, 21, and 24. Yes, you would do. Oh, what do you mean? Do. No, yeah, you yeah, would do because yeah. obviously my elder sister's yeah, yeah. children are also around yeah, the same yeah. age. And that's when we all used to yeah, hang yeah. out at the time, you know? Yeah, so yeah. we're just talking families now. Yeah. Again, a fly so on the wall. <laughs> we, put him on, we put him on the corner under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> Beg your pardon. All right, let's, let's, let's unwind. Let's, let's recalibrate. Let's bring All right, it back. so Roots TV. Yep. How did we get to Roots TV? The reason I keep asking about that is because I believe, because that's when I sort of, it, my first interaction with you was yeah. based around Roots TV and Sona Images and so on. You and I have done some projects together, um, two of them I think that I call, that, 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 that were pretty interesting. And that's how I, I, was, int- I was 
first introduced to you by Jessica, Jessica Bailey. And yeah, then, um, but the, way the, the first place I, I physically saw you was in Fremantle at a Dr. Molapo book. No, launch. actually, no. maybe you're getting older, brother. <laughs> tell tell, tell hey. us where we met. Uh, Fremantle. No, I told you, man. Unless it was, unless it was. We uh, met North at Bridge. the uh, Ubuntu, the Ubuntu in, in uh, Claremont at uh, Harriet uh, office, a uh, shop. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Somebody give him a drink. Bantu. Yes. Yeah, this <laughs> barman, the mythical drink. barman we haven't hired. <laughs> That's what <laughs> we met. Oh, yeah, the Bantu, the yeah. Bantu place in Claremont at her shop. Yeah, and we've done a, a show oh, yeah, interview with her. Yes. I was with Jessica. So we both of us walked into her. So we, this amazing woman, Harriet, reached yeah, out to her. Harriet is yeah, one of my clients from, from you, you haven't yet met her. Yeah. Um, Bantu fashion. She oh does wow, quality amazing. clothing. Yeah, she does and amazing. Oh, Bantu fashion. Bantu fashion. And I think now she moved into recruitment. I think yes, if so, so yeah. she does, oh, Bantu, she's got Bantu fashion, Bantu recruitment, and yeah. Bantu homewares. Yeah. We, we basically branded all of those. Definitely businesses. get her. Yeah. Amazing woman from Germany. I don't know. Whether I can say this on camera, if you if you will forgive me, Harriet, but she's also launching some uh, brands in in Africa. She's very excited to. I'm not surprised. And um, she's yeah. also going to get into rideshare. Yeah. She's getting into the rideshare business in Africa. Yeah. Oh, is she really? Yeah. Um, that is big stuff. If yeah. if you if they first heard this on this podcast, then yeah, I won't be sued. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. um, she's doing very well. I remember that day you were doing an interview with her. We done an interview. Uh, we done an interview was, with her. I was her. filming. I was. I was planning to film a video with her on that day. Yeah. Because I was doing. Um. If you go on my website for the viewers and listeners, scroll down to the bottom. One of the the, the client testimonials is Bantu agents. Yeah. Bantu fashion at the time. Yeah. Yeah. From now I was passing around Claremont and I saw this woman having this uh, beautiful it's space really in Claremont. Yeah. And I said, oh, Can wow. I come and do an interview about you? And yeah, so. Yeah. 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 Oh, we branded the whole storefront. It was yeah. really good. It was really, really good. Yeah. So is she still there? No, I think she. She's, she's gone online. Yeah, she, now. yeah, yeah. She's, she's oh, she's online offline. now. Yeah, she's online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh, I mean, to have a space there is, is really. It's a lot of money. And I remember yeah. how we met. Then from then we, we went and then did the Perth July thing and so on after that. And then. We done a few things also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Afterwards. Awesome. So, but still, what got you into filming? What got you into documentaries, as opposed to maybe being a community leader or or a social a social, social worker, yeah, a community worker. development yeah. officer, yeah. or something like How that? Yeah, I had I had so many combination with the documentary maker, you know, youth worker, social worker, and uh, philanthropist, and all of that, but. Working for the BBC really uplifted my skills in terms of giving me the platform to go and develop more stories. And uh, being a freelancer, it's really like uh, I could not stop thinking about creating content. Wow. You know, and I'm yeah. still doing it. So, uh, right. and recently coming from Africa for two months was another part of my life now. Is I'll be talking we about further. We need to talk about yeah, that. Tell us about that. Yeah. I will. So I can't wait to tell you guys about it because so there's a lot Steve of things happening. So viewers, listeners, yeah. we are, we are, it looks like Ruth TV isn't happening. So we're going to skip that. Yeah, yeah. And now we can still talk about Ruth TV. We can say, uh, let's quickly. get to the to part where you recently, for example, you, you keep referring to BBC, but aren't you doing some work for DW or something? Who are you? That's recently. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's bring it to, so you're yeah. coming fresh out of Africa recently. Yeah. But I'll, I'll take you back, guys, to, to Roots yeah. TV. Uh, so Roots when I came TV. to Australia, I got a job working for a certain shire. I don't want to mention the name of it. Okay. And, and I said to myself, man, this is so much bureaucracy in this job. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was, and I was a project manager and, and I couldn't be flexible because, oh, I cannot work with this organization. I can't, you know, yeah, for yeah, after yeah. six months, I said, you know what, let me just, let me take my risk and create a platform called Roots TV. Yeah. 
Right. And a lot of people did not understand. Even no, my, no. my partner could not understand why what you bring in creativity and filmmaking into prison. Yeah. Yeah. A lot into, of people into prison. Yeah, I mean because I work in prison also. We do a lot of work in prison in Bankshire prison. Mm. Okay, let us know about that because yeah. now there's so much to unpack. Yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much to unpack. So when you say from the prison, the viewers wouldn't understand where this yeah, is so coming yeah. from. Let's zero down on Roots TV. So Roots TV is a platform working with at-risk youth. Okay. And we engage them in filmmaking and storytelling. Oh, nice. Other organizations use uh, sport. Right. But we use art and, and, um, and filmmaking production. Amazing. So when we get referrals from prison, right. they have to complete three months programs with us. Yes. And we engage them in various local content that we yes, create. All of our yeah. stories is, is driven by social issues. And, and, and the, the reasoning behind this is yeah. what? How did you decide to reach people in prison? Uh, because that's the nature of the work that I do. You know, um, I'm passionate okay, how about... Did you, how did you unveil Roots TV? What was your oh, vision behind it? For two and a half years. Yeah. So question. for two and a half years, I was uh, going into schools. Uh, work knocking in schools saying, you know, guys, I work with young people who feel that you feel a bit disengaged. And they said, oh, okay, okay, uh, we've got a couple of young boys who are not attending schools. I feel they're feeling a bit disconnected. Yeah. And I introduced uh, Roots TV to them. I showed them how to do short films. Right. And all of a sudden, my two uh, students increased up to seven in wow. each school. So you broke away from... You know, television as yeah, what yeah. Known yeah. And, uh, and yeah, to focus into community platforms and I uh, yeah. So I used to go into schools and I work with kids. I feel that they're a bit disconnected from school mainstream. Amazing. So uh, and um, yeah, from one school to another school to another school, until um, they found the value of the work I do, and they said, you know what, it's time to support this guy and see where that, it, it will take him. So yeah, for three years I had no financial support, and I was knocking wow. in so many different uh, platforms, working, uh, trying to connect with so many organizations. And um, you know, God is good. And after three years, um, uh, things change, and I'm blessed to see that now we've, we're doing very well, and mm. we're opening a new branch in Melbourne now, and we're working around 12 schools currently at the moment. Amen. Yeah. Good that's, job. That's Congratulations. Really yeah. Things are yeah. Things are a bit difficult because of the lack of the funding, but you know, it's all about really. Knocking doors and everything. So, so obviously, you're still running Roots TV. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got my own uh, board now, um, uh, and I'm, I'm. So after ten years, um, we come. I'm coming to the end of the organization now. We reach so many platforms. We change so many lives. We oh bless. Wow. We blessed to have. Uh, so many lives. Yeah. Like and uh, we work with the voiceless. We work with a lot. There's a young boy that I work with. His name is uh, his initial is T, and. Uh, He's only about 12 years old. He's, he was referred to me f- through the Department of Justice. And I walked to his home and uh, he said to me, hey, are you Elmi? And I said, yes. He said, let me tell you a joke. And I didn't even step to the house yet. And he started telling me some jokes about uh, Chris Rock and uh, Dave Chappelle. And I said to him, you know, you're such an amazing, talented boy. Why do you want to be a comedian? And do you know what he said? He said, Elmi, I want to be a comedian because I never saw my mother smile before. He said, yeah, he said, yeah, one day he told that joke. He said, Mama, this is what I want to do for the rest of, your, of my life. Wow. Yeah. And the only thing he does with us when we get a contract, he holds the, hold the, the mic stand. Yeah. That's like the only a, thing. And he's a tiny like a young boy. And, and to have his name at the end of the credit. Nice. He must be so proud. Yeah. So from a, and we don't use the worst word disengage and in our uh, production. We, we call different names. We call them sound engineers, yeah. nice. uh, DOPs. We call them producers. Mm. Yes. That give them an uplift uh, yes. opportunity. Give yeah. Them a yeah. Yeah. So to speak. And when we go into school, we showcase films that has been done by them. 
Right. So we just done a film uh, last year called uh, Bad Roads. It's about mm-hmm. an African family who stri- she struggled with her son who's in trouble, uh, who's troubled. Yeah. And it's been shown in over 38 schools so far nationwide. Oh, right. Yeah. Nice. And you could That's watch it. It's called Bad Roads in Bad our uh, Roads. Yeah, Bad, Bad Roads. Roads, yeah. Is it on on, on Is it YouTube? YouTube? Yeah, you can go to our Roots TV YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Because we project some of the our work there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um be- before we double down on the story after that, we'll take a short break. Sure. And then when we come back, viewers and listeners, we're going to get down to after Roots TV, rather during and after Roots TV, yes. and how we get to um, where he is at and, and him coming back from a In four Africa. or five country visit. Yep. And he will tell us more about that. And then he will drop some nuggets about, in case you, you want to venture, if this story was inspiring for you and you want to venture into something related to what he's talking about or what we are doing, what we're trying to do as... Um, as the Nugget Junction and the platform that we're trying to, to, to build, then you want to stay tuned so you can listen to some nuggets in the next few minutes. We'll be right back. Let's take a break. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon, yeah?